if you want to stay in the same situation, then continue doing what you're doing. And you guys can get on board and go down this four-lane highway and just rock it out and you don't have to have a decade of learning process. Meet people where they are. If you want to have all types of clients, be a Rubik's Cube. Meet them where they want to be met. We have to know our numbers. We have to know how much we want and then what, how many deals do I have to close to make that a reality? What I want to do over the next half hour or so is give you clarity on the items that really are going to generate money for you and allow you to do the things you want to do. So if you're not currently being coached by the people in the industry that are doing it at the highest level, then you're working too hard to get there. This is the Next Level Loan Officers Podcast with Kenneth Travis and Sean Zamanoff. Hello everybody, Kenneth Travis here with Next Level Loan Officers and my main man, Sean Zamanoff. What up, Sean? What's up, y'all? And today we are here with mortgage expert, branch manager, VP of sales, Zach Blesnick. Did I say that right, brother? Yeah, you didn't, you didn't chop it up at all. All right, <laughs> You know, Zach, I got, my name has a Z in it. And it just, you know, Zalmanoff, and just and people see the Z in any last name. You know, they're, it's like a deer in headlights, man. They freeze. Like it's, you know, all. They all usually the, change my Z to an S. Yeah. I think I, nobody would have an issue with it then. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sean, I'll let you roll with us today, man. What we got today, man? Why don't you introduce Zach? Zach, so uh, as KT warms you up here, man, you're a uh, branch manager who has uh, recently merged your company in with another company uh you're running three branches uh have a team that you have in addition to the other teams that you're helping grow so uh tell us a little bit about your journey and and just where you're at right now and what's happened over the last year sure so uh how far do you want me to go back in my journey <laughs> Uh, you know, we got 20 minutes, so. Uh. All right, I'll, 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 I'll make it quick. So uh, basically I was in uh, cell phone sales uh, from when I was like 16 years old to when I was 20. And a uh, guy walked into uh, my, my, uh, my place of work one day and, you know, I said, man, who's this guy with the fancy car? And he had a little entourage. Well, lo and behold, he was in the mortgage business in uh, 2007. So you know how that was. It was the height of the market. And uh, I was working for corporate America and they, they cut things back uh, pretty substantially. And even at 20 years old, you know, I had bought my ni first nice car and a house and stuff. And I had a, you know, a lifestyle. So I ended up going with him and they were cold calling arms. And that was, uh, I was cold calling for business accounts for, uh, for phones. And I ended up going over there leaving. So I started the mortgage business March 15th of 2007 and uh, did real well. You know, uh, May I made, I think like uh, 17 grand on a 60% split back then before they were doing bids and stuff. So I was like, oh my God, I'm rich, you know, and uh, spent it all, filed bankruptcy, gave back my first car, I think before 21. So that was fun. And uh, just recognized that there was a tremendous opportunity and to not really listen to everybody else. And I did some multi-level marketing to keep me in and, and selling different things, but I, I kept my, you know, I kept my uh, my head down and basically just uh, stayed in the mortgage business when everybody was getting out and uh, over the years uh, built up um, for the company that I'm uh, now partners with, the uh, number one producing branch in Orlando, uh, which was super cool. And uh, really in the last year, um, you know, like maybe some other people listening to this podcast, you know, I'm a sales guy. I love building business, but 
man, running operations can be, can be difficult. So I got burnt out, you know, from having to hire and fire processors and do all that and say, you know, why were you late and step to uh, the founders of the company I'm with and basically said, hey, you know, you guys are great at running business and systems. I'm great at bringing in sales. Why don't we merge this thing? Uh, so I ended up merging, becoming the VP of sales, brought my team over. We got a beautiful office in uh, downtown Orlando in Lake Eola. And uh, yeah, we've just been, we've been crushing it ever since, making a bunch of changes, uh, was toying between whether I, you know, keep my existing business or offload it to some of my other LOs and decided just to create a team uh, within my team. So that's what I'm doing now. I'm helping build out pods in our organization with different loan officers, as well as supporting uh, my existing book of business and expanding our, our brand uh, throughout the state of Florida. Zach, so first of all, yeah, go ahead, Sean. Well, thanks for being real, man. A lot of times people see loan officers and managers on the other side, man. They see where you're at now. And it's like, man, it must have been easy. You know, they don't know what Katie and I both been in the business since the early 2000s. And they don't know what 2007 was like. And 2008 was like, and you know, they see the success now. And so yeah. just thanks for being honest about uh, where that is. I think uh, Kenneth and I can both give you some some insight on the team um, we're both non-originating managers um, but he still has the Kenneth Travis team I still have the Sean Zalmanoff team man and so somebody else they do the apps we have our own loan partners and processors and everything set up and you know that brand just means something and so does yours and even if you decide to step a little bit further away and have a different loan officer in charge of that man, I got to tell you never let that go because just in case anything ever changes, you know that you can step back in and you can have that team in. And that's just really big about funding my business and, and how we run it here. And I think that that is with Kenneth as well. Yeah, that, that's, that's really where I'm at now, uh, Sean, is the, the business comes in and, and my loan partners handle it. So, I mean, I'm, I've maybe taken three applications in the last 60 days, maybe some VIP clients and stuff just, you know, to, to do that. But yeah, it's always in your head. You try to get it far away from origination as possible. And then that one VIP realtor comes and says, Hey, I've got this high dollar client. And then you get stuck doing an app again. But yeah, I mean, you gotta, to be really successful and really for anybody that is trying to hit those big numbers, you gotta have those loan partners and you gotta have that, that pod, you know, I call it uh, set up to be able to make sure everybody's doing it. You know, I saw one of these guys on my team uh, that crashed and burned building his own team. And he knows this, you know, I'm not talking behind his back, but he hired, he hired two guys. Right. And he thought they were great salespeople. He said, Oh, we're going to do 30 as a team. And the problem was, is that each one of them was trying to get to 10 a month instead of recognizing their strengths and weaknesses. Okay. Let one of the guys fall back. That's, you know, not as seasoned and, you know, let the one guy who knows how to go out and build the relationships, bring in the business. And I think that, loan officers, you know, everybody has control issues. They want to do it all themselves and they don't want to invest back in their business. Yeah. You know what I like about you, Zach, is that you are somewhat still in the trenches like Sean and I. You're a branch manager. You still maintain some of your realtor relationships and I do as well. And, uh, and you know, and we're managing many branches, right? So you've got 10 plus branches that you manage. We've got branches that we manage as well. And we've kind of become... Um, the, you know, the spotlight, AKA recruiters, you know, VPs of sales operations, because our companies recognize that in us. Let me ask you a question. What do you think, like, what do you look for? Because I think that we run similar models just based on our previous conversations. Um, 
you know, what do we look for in loan officers, right? But more importantly, so there's, it's, a, it's two questions. What do we look for in loan officers, right? And then um, what, what, what do you provide loan officers um, that would want them to, you know, join an organization like yours? Because obviously you've got loan partners, you've got the pod idea down. And it seems like that you're trying to take these loan officers and help them stay in their lane and focus on what they're good at, which is sales. And then you manage the operations. Is that kind of how it works? Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's definitely been an evolution in my business. You know, when I first started building the sales team, I probably went down the, the normal route that everybody does is, well, let me go find licensed loan officers and get them to come in. But, you know, I, I joke about it, but these are the guys, you know, you find that go from company to company to company um, to try to find the next best thing. When in reality, we all know it's, it's in the person. And if you want to be successful, you're going to be successful anywhere as long as they've got a good infrastructure and processing, you know, down. That's a whole other conversation. But I found that a lot of those people were holding their W-2s in their back pocket from the early days and they were just you know, stuck in the old ways and they weren't willing to grow. So quickly I realized, man, you know, I'm going to have to do something different. And I realized that there's a lot of great people out there that are not in the mortgage business that are the best at what they do. And they're just burnt out or looking for a better opportunity. I mean, you know, corporate America, you go and you could be the best salesperson and and be just as talented as somebody in another, uh, another, um, industry that's making a ton of money and you're capped at making sixty, seventy thousand dollars a year. So I identified that and for about a two year period, I was going out and asking all my friends and family, who do you know that does really well in another industry? Why do they do well? And we picked up people who were top negotiators at large banks for loan modifications and understood how to handle a pipeline or people that were great at call centers. And uh, brought them in in a mentorship program, you know, kind of taught them the ropes for 90 days from a customer service standpoint, you know, just having them uh, call on some of the inbound needs and just ask questions, you know, and then get it off to a, a, a licensed loan officer once uh, once somebody had interest. And uh, that proved to be fruitful. We probably have about 10 guys in our organization like that. And that's how I built the sales team to exist. So it's different schools of thought, right? Will I go after somebody who um, is licensed and ready to go? Absolutely. You know, I'm trying to go after a couple of those guys now that have books of business. But what I found is, um, you know, a lot of the top producers, they kind of have their own thing going on right now. And, you know, they're set in their ways. So um, as far as my company, you asked me a question and I could pause for a second if you want to ask a question about that. Well, I have one question for you on uh, on the 10 guys that you have that you organically brought in from other industries. Uh, how many guys did you have to go through after you identified those 10 to, um, when was it 20? Was it 15 or did you bat 10 for 10? Uh, I, I didn't bat 10 for 10, but um, I would say probably go through about 15 um, to get to, to, to get to those 10 and I've been, I've been very fortunate to find, you know, the right people. But what I can tell you is my biggest, um, my biggest opportunity for growth for myself. And this really just happened in the last six months to a year was realizing that not everybody was going to be what I wanted them to be. So that's what led to that pod system that I'm, you know, I've been developing over the last 90 days because some of those guys that have come in, maybe they're not, you know, maybe they don't have the ability to go to 10, 15 loans a month on their own, but they can go into another support role. So I didn't just want to say, you know, 
goodbye, see the door, I think a good leader can always identify what people's strengths are and put them in the appropriate position. And I've had people come back that were, you know, for instance, we had ISAs at one time. They were, you know, loan officers that just called on internet leads and they did very well there. And then they wanted to go and be a loan officer. And then at a loan officer, I said, you know what, maybe I should go back to this position. So again, I think it's just about identifying where these people need to go. So I've, I've had very little turnover, thankfully, but most of the people you always say that don't want to be here end up seeing themselves at the door anyways. So. Yeah. You say a couple of things that make a lot of sense to me. And, uh, Man, one of the things is this, Zach. It's like there are so many originators out there that absolutely are not willing to do the work. If you look over my right shoulder, you see that sign that says do the work. But more, more importantly than that one is no one's coming to save you. There's so many originators out there that they don't have a company problem, Zach. They have like a mirror problem is what I call it. You go look in the mirror and that's your problem. And so they can't get out of the, the, they can't get out of the, the way of themselves. And I think that in the past, and this is like, so like if you're a branch manager listening to this and you're on that recruiting path and you're looking for some, you know, for some knowledge, write this down because like this is extremely powerful. Sometimes when we find ourselves as branch managers or vice presidents of of any type of mortgage company and we want our people to be more successful than they do, then that's a problem, right? And, uh, and Zach, you hit the nail on the head, man. I mean, it's all about finding people. And so uh, I love that idea uh, of going outside of the industry. And, and, and you know what's going to what's gonna happen, uh, KT, is that people listening to this, they're going to say, no, 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 no. You can't go hire people that don't have experience. And that's going to be the biggest roadblock because it was for me. You know, I, I remember my one of my best friends years and years back, he told me, keep hiring, keep hiring, keep hiring and and stop doing the things that other people can do. I mean, I even remember back in the day, oh, somebody else can't input fees into a GFE. They're not going to know how to do that. And I just think it's small minded thinking that, you know, to think that you have to come in this uh, business and, and have experience. You know, some of my best in, uh, employees in the company had zero prior mortgage experience. So, don't be scared to go out and find somebody that's great and, and teach them the ropes. Yeah, it'll take time. Yeah, it's a bigger investment. But it, it, in my experience, at least, it's proved to be more fruitful than finding somebody with experience. I'm not saying that you can't. I'm just saying in my experience, that's what it's been. Yeah, I think it's in addition to hiring which yeah. is experienced people already in the business. But if you find those tens, if you find those tens out there that are great salespeople and don't mind knocking doors and doing what's required to bring in the business, I agree with you, man. You don't, you, you, I agree with you, man. You, I don't think you personally have to have mortgage specific knowledge to be successful in this business. You have to be a salesperson. And I think that, you know, I said it about loan officers for years, loan officers with the most friends makes the most money. And the same can go for this, you know, this this sales position to be able to bring business in the door. Hell, it's what we do every single day. And we're not in the trenches like like I'm not in the trenches actually taking applications and calling borrowers and calling realtors and getting a needs list of things. And I'm not even doing the prequels of the loans anymore. I haven't for, for many years. And so I'm still successful at it. I get paid on, you know, my team closes a reasonable, very respectable amount of business every single year. So uh, so to your point, man, like kudos to you for like identifying that and uh, having success with it. So you were uh, you were going to touch on next a little bit about your company. I think we kind of 
structure things the same on our teams as far as the loan partners and really taking the work off of our salespeople's plate. So why don't you share with us a little bit about what you have going? Yeah, you know, we have a, a couple different opportunities. I, I think probably, you know, four, four opportunities, four phases, four levels, whatever you want to call it. But, you know, you can come into our company and you could be a loan partner, right? Um, of course, you, you know, that requires you to be licensed. You're going to sit in the office. You're going to take applications all day and you're going to take those deals from start to finish and you'll be paid placed under, uh, you know, a top producing loan officer. You can come in as a, just a, a loan officer. You can come in as a, uh, a team leader of one of those pods and we'll build out a pod with a loan partner and admin underneath you. Um, you know, the unique opportunity we have uh, and with my position being the VP of sales is, you know, if somebody does want to come in and create their own branch, um, they can come in and we have the infrastructure and the technology to help them uh, grow their business and open up a branch and, and, you know, be able to funnel everything through our, you know, quote unquote corporate office. That, that was a big thing for me is that when I started, um, you know, the company I'm with, they were amazing at the compliance and the back end piece of making sure our deals were compliant and getting closed and we're getting paid. But um, we didn't have that processing piece. We now have that where, um, you know, I had to hire all my own processors, right? Now somebody could open up their uh, branch and we'll continue to hire processors on our side and they could funnel everything through there. So it creates consistency. So I'm excited about that. Very good. Quite, quite the organization. That what, you, what, are you, what are you guys thinking? What are you guys thinking? <laughs> no, I say, no, man, it sounds good. It's, uh, you know, it, it, there's, there's, there's more than one way to skin a cat. Okay. Yeah. I'm from East Texas, so I'm allowed to say that, but, uh, but yeah, that's, uh, that's some pretty good stuff. So when you bring, so let, let's just talk about LOs for a second. So like when you're onboarding your loan officers, like what's the, you know, because like, listen, man, and I tell loan officers this all the time. And, and to your our point earlier in the call, you said that, you know, um, you know, as long as you have a good system, a good process, you know, it's, you know, you can have some success as a loan officer. But what do you think the thing is for you? Like, what's the one thing that you and or your company do for your LOs that different differentiates you from from a lot of the competition that's out there? That, that, that's a, a great question. When, when you come into my office, us as a company, we'll, we will never be, at least not now, the company that just has two, 300 loan officers hanging their license. What's, what's unique about us is that we're a team-based model, right? So when you come into our office, you're a part of the team, the, the home first team. You're not, uh, I mean, you can be an independent loan officer. If you don't want to be touched, you just want to do your thing. I'm not saying we're going to say no, but, um, that that's that's a differentiator so a lot of the times what you'll see in our office which is super cool is one of the guys will turn to the other guy and he'll say hey um i've got a new account new real estate office i want to go after and we've proved the model most real estate offices you walk in they have a preferred lender it's like one guy right with us we walk in literally in an army five guys three guys you know two guys uh it's funny we've gone to some of these uh you know like kw bold for instance and they're like oh is that the mafia sitting in the back of the room we're all in suits and we walk up and they're like all right start doing the ymca and you know we talk and we say like this is who we are we're a team right so we have an abundance mindset right a guy will be like okay he knows because it's proven that if he walks into one office and he tries to do everything himself and the the market share that he can get it, it's just not going to work but if he comes in with two or three other guys maybe somebody bilingual you know it's not uncommon in our office for one agent 
to have worked with two or three loan officers because if that loan officer is not available on the weekend, it's like, okay, the other LO gets it. And it's not even like, hey, man, you got to break me off a piece. It's just like, hey, you get this one, I'll get the next. Let's all help each other. So that's huge. You know, to come into a team model where we're all rooting for each other. The guys all say to me all the time, like, man, this wasn't like this, my old company. It was a bunch, you know, a couple old guys in the back. Nobody was talking to each other. And here it's all about team and our culture and helping each other, you know, succeed. We meet, you know, once a week as a team, uh, we're super invested in technology. So uh, I can go on a rant about an hour about all the systems we do with that, but, um, we're very technology forward company. Um, we're all about marketing, building the brand and, um, you know, here, at least in Central Florida, from a recruiting aspect, uh, we're number one rated on Zillow. So if you go on Google and type in Orlando, Florida, Zillow mortgage, we're the number one company and have been for a while. So it's uh, it's good. It, it's good for a inexperienced or not even inexperienced, maybe a loan officer hasn't been in the business for too long. When they walk into a real estate office locally, they could say, hey, yeah, my company has hundreds of reviews online. Take a look at what we're doing for other families. And they're able to edify themselves based on, you know, what we've already done. Um, and that, again, that's a team effort. It's not about one single loan officer. It's about the company and how we're all doing together. That's awesome, man. You know, one of the things that I often see and hear and even experience in my own business, Zach, is like, man, these, like, there's a lot of loan officers out there. They can't see what they can't see, right? They're blind. They have blind spots. They don't have the experience. They make a common mistake of going out there looking for the company that's going to pay them the most. And me personally, man, I think that's the worst idea that they could, that they could have for their business. And in their minds, they think, well, I'm getting paid more. And a lot of times these companies that are paying more don't necessarily have the processes or systems in place to be successful. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, we don't, we don't have the most aggressive split. We never have, but what we have is opportunity. So my thoughts are, you know, if you're going to go to a company who, yeah, maybe they don't have the most aggressive split, but you're a part of a team that you're getting fed leads and you have the opportunity to grow your business that that's huge because, um, you know, I've got guys who were doing two, three loans of a, a, a year. <laughs> or a month in other company and you know a matter of six months they're doing eight ten twelve leads and yeah maybe they're not getting paid as much maybe half of its company source half of it is self-source but uh there's strength in numbers and seeing that bigger picture and realizing you know if you're unit driven as long as you're not sacrificing service or quality that's always at the forefront um there's no you know you do enough deals you're gonna get paid and you know you can't you can't worry about how much you're making shit. You know, a very easy illustration that I give these loan officers, right? And and I think it would be great for you guys to to share with anybody's like loans and relationships with realtors and you know comp plans and stuff is like real estate, right? If you're a real estate investor, are you going to get the same rate of return on every single property that you purchase? Yeah. No. Right. So I think that sometimes they're blinded by realizing like, okay, if I focus on doing 10 deals a month, whether it's coming from here or there, or it's at this comp plan or that comp plan, just go get the business because, you know, it, it, a hundred, a $100,000 deal on a $200,000 deal on a $300,000 deal all require the same work, generally speaking, right? Yeah. You got some challenging bars, but you know what I'm trying to say is like, they're all, they all require the same amount of work. So why wouldn't you just go out and get the business and stop worrying about the comp plan? Look at the benefit, look at the culture, the company look at what you're doing look at what they provide um i, I mean yeah 
Yeah. Well, something that we uh, talk about in our uh, in our coaching group a lot is dollars follow value. You know, you create value and you make the money. And I mean, that's the same thing with units, man. Some of these guys, they, they focus on, oh man, I had this big month. It's like, well, you had two $700,000 loans in there that you hit your comp max on it. And, you know, in order to, to win that jumbo business. And it's just like, guys, the more units that you bring in, it solves everything. Yeah. It's funny, uh, Sean and I always have a, in our brothers at Next Level Loan Officers, is we have a... Uh, and sisters. And sisters. We have, a, uh, we have a, a question that we've been asking for years. And I ask loan officers this question on a regular basis. Would you rather have 100% of a watermelon or 50% of a grape? Oh, I'm sorry, right. I said that wrong. I said that wrong. Let me, let me see. I told you I messed something up, Zach. <laughs> would you have, yeah, would you rather... I got ahead of myself in my brain. Would you rather have 100% of a watermelon or a half of, you know, half of a... Um, so let, let me, would you rather have a... <laughs> I got it, I got it, I got it. Or 20% of a watermelon. I, I say this every day, yeah. Would you rather have 100% of a, of a grape or a half of a watermelon? And uh, man, I jacked that up. But you know, I got that, I'm going to say it one more time. 100% of a grape or half a percent of a watermelon. And uh, the answer is, is, well, half, you know, half of a watermelon is a lot bigger than 100% of the grape. Yeah. I think that loan officers, man, they get so tied up in... Um, and, you know, the scarcity mentality that, man, I would much rather get a little bit less, have, have, have the ability to have support and getting my loans closed so I can focus on staying in my lane and that's going out and, and getting more business. But, I, I mean, it's just, you know, I think a lot of these LOs just don't have the, uh, either they're not doing the work, right? They're not willing to do what's required to bring in the business, uh, or they don't believe in themselves. They're afraid. They have all these fears about their business. They have very little or no spousal support. I mean, I could go on and on about it. Yeah. And uh, and that's why, you know, going back to no one's coming to save you and, and, and it's the people that we bring on, right? There's a lot of people out there that we can help, but, you know, you got to be careful which ones you bring on or which ones we invest in. Well, you know, you said the same, uh, you, you said one key word there that Zach's been talking about and that you and I have in both of our businesses and it's support. Like these LOs are coming on and like, well, somebody's going to pay me 25 basis points more. And it's yeah. like, well, what's that costing you? Because we're not making 25 basis points more. I had a support staff full of people out here to help you take your applications and gather your conditions and get your files closed so you can go generate and get more leads and more apps in the door. And so... You making more is costing you significantly more because you don't have that support and it's doing stuff. And like we're talking about, man, most salespeople are not good detail people. So let them go run and be salespeople and take the work that they're not good at, good at off their plate. So, Zach, man, is there anything else in, uh, that you'd like to add? Anything that you'd like to drop some last words of wisdom for the people watching and listening to us? Uh, yeah, I mean... Uh one of my uh, one of my business coaches, he, he uh, Rick, he told me something uh, when I went through his course, and I thought it was pretty cool. You know, all this is like talking about what should I do, right? You know, should I do this? Should I do that? And you know, it, it could be stressful this business, but he said something very simple, and he said, you know, you're you're born, then you die. You make up everything else in between. So if something's not working, you don't like it, change it, right? And I think that. You know, we, we hang on to things a lot. We try to figure out these comp plans. Should I hire this person? Should I let this person go? Should I do this? You know, and at the end of the day, yeah, we can make all the money, but we got to be happy. We got to enjoy what we do every day. And, 
what I found is that this journey in this business is not as lonely as some people think, you know, guys like yourself, there's a lot of resources out there. Listen to these podcasts, all this stuff. Like we're all going through the same stuff. And that, like I said earlier, you got to have an abundance mindset. Like even the guy down the street from you, that's your competition. Like go talk to him. You know, it, it's okay. If you're going after the same, after the same nut, like you'll, you'll figure it out. So work together, listen to other people, educate yourself. And uh, again, if you don't like something, just change it. Hey, so if there's a LO in Florida or somebody else that wants to uh, continue this conversation with you or thinks that you have a better home and would like to uh, talk to you a little bit further, how would they go about reaching you? Sure. Yeah. You can actually just call me right on my cell. Uh, my number is 407-276-5332 and uh, set up a time to speak with me. And yeah, we can take things from there. Awesome. That's awesome, man. Thank you, Zach. I appreciate your time, man. You're Thank definitely you. a wealth of knowledge, my man. Thank you. Thank you. I think we're cut from the same cloth, man. Just some things you've said today. I'm like, man, I say that all the time. Man, that's great. That's awesome. <laughs> I like this Zach guy. He's got it going on. So thank you, so thank thank you for sharing your insight with us, man. We greatly appreciate it. And uh, again, guys, if you want to give Zach a call, it's 407-276-5332. If you're looking to make a move, and uh, and thanks, Zach. We appreciate you, man. Yeah, Absolutely. thank you all for joining us today. Thanks, Sean. Thanks, KT.